0: Hi, I'm Dave Eigenberg, and I play Herman on Chicago Fire, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. You're standing next to family. And to me, there's nothing more important. Not gonna be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's gonna be a hell of a ride.
1: Shy hearts, we're back! Hello?
0: i missed you i bet brenda did too i missed you guys and i missed you i feel like we we were just talking about us. i feel like you've been gone for like 20 years
1: it's really only been like what three three weeks Maybe? i know
0: it just feels like it it just yeah
1: yeah yeah but that, that's a long time for us as well and especially when know. you
0: were like across the ocean so it wasn't like we were talking all the time because of like time difference and you know whatever you were busy so it's like when we don't talk that often, even if we're not recording, it's like, oh, well, I feel like we've really been gone for 20 years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the time difference did not stop me from sending you guys messages. I like, I had it on my phone. I had like the two widgets of like the time in Belgium and the time at home. And I was like, eh, it's three in the morning. They'll read it when they wake up, whatever. Did not stop me. I mean, that's <laughs> normally how
0: our messages go anyway. So It's true.
1: It's true because one of us is a morning person and one of us is a night owl. So yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. So oh, it's so good to be back. Um the plan was to be back not last week. Yeah. The plan was to be back last week. I had I was a little under the weather two times there. Um yeah, was a little under the weather. So we pushed it to now. And I'm just like, it's just it's so good to be back. I miss it so much. I, I was texting you from Belgium, like, can we please record the minute I get home?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. but belgium was wonderful it was great um i definitely towards the end of that trip was like i've been in europe for six months now like i need to go home
0: (laughs) yeah well and everyone knows you're in europe because you were on tv 20 bajillion times i know that was so crazy okay so for
1: those of you who don't know um i was in belgium at the gymnastics world championships um in antwerp is that what you call it so yeah, gymnastics, world championships, world championships of gymnastics, uh, world championships. I, never know what it called, I was
0: like, Gina, who was I talking to? Or maybe it was like somebody else who I, you know, talk about podcast stuff with. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're coming back to podcasting, whatever. And I was like, Gina was in Europe. And they were like, what's she in Europe for? And I was like, gymnastic. Like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to, what it called. I know it's like worlds, but I didn't know if they like just call it worlds.
1: You can call it worlds. You can say worlds for gymnastics. It's basically the Olympics in a not Olympic year. For gymnastics. Every sport has it, pretty much, I think. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But, But, like, in gymnastics, you don't, like, that's not your qualifying for the Olympics, right? It is, actually. It is. Uh, Okay. Because I was going to say, like, basketball just had their world, the FIBA, the Worlds, this year, this summer. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know all the details about what place you have to come in to qualify. But, like, you basically can earn your, like, Olympic qualifying spot through worlds
1: yeah so so it it qualifies you as a country and then it's up to your country to decide which individuals go Mm. so that's uh, what
0: I'm thinking of that's what I'm thinking about
1: yeah so um that was pretty cool because we did get to see some teams qualify the Canadian men qualified for the first time in a long time and so they were ecstatic that was great um a lot of individuals who don't have a team they can qualify that way so uh it was, I mean, it, it was fantastic. But yeah, I was in Belgium for Worlds. It was fantastic. Um, And I, I don't know, I like the whole meet streamed on Peacock. And so there would be times where we'd be in the arena, just like vibing, watching the meet, whatever. And our phones would blow up and just be like, it would be friends being like, you were just on the stream. We just saw you on the feed. Like, oh my God, screenshots. And so there was one night in particular where, uh our patron group just like went off I was so like tickled when I saw those messages <laughs> well I so told sweet. you
0: that my best friend from college she watched it like later because mm-hmm. she doesn't have Peacock, so she was like watching it later and she was like why do I recognize that girl and then she like went through my Instagram page and was like oh that's Brian's friend and I was like literally you guys don't even know each other and like the fact that she recognized you and I was like
1: yeah so funny yeah so funny i'm uh going back through some of the competitions now just kind of like re-watching on tv because like on tv versus in person is it can, it can be kind of different, different. and yeah. uh, like th- uh, i'm watching like the very last day of competition and i swear they only had like three groups of fans that they rot- rotated between and it was like the brazilian fans the chinese fans and us and yeah. we were on the broadcast like 20 times that day. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Belgium was beautiful. Amsterdam was beautiful. I had the best apple pie of my life in Amsterdam. Uh that was great. What else? Oh, the Belgian waffles. Mhm. Yep. They're they're as divine as everybody makes them out to be. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh but yeah, I mean the whole trip was amazing and to see Simone Biles compete again in person and get another skill named after her and win her sixth world title after being present for her fifth it's just awesome it was just yeah if you're a nerd for a sport like that's you know how it is
0: i'm glad you had fun
1: yeah it was fun but i'm so glad to be home for sure um yeah but you guys aren't here for that so yeah let's talk about some news shall we so while i was gone
0: I want to say it was like three days after we record. Like, I want to say it was like two days after we recorded. I was like, okay, cool. That's how it goes.
1: That's what always happens.
0: Yeah. Always.
1: We finish recording and news breaks. So, yeah, right. As soon as I left for Europe, uh, the WGA strike ended. Thank God. Thank goodness. It ended. It is over
0: they got an amazing deal too mm-hmm.
1: oh yeah yeah they they got an incredible deal um i saw a lot of tweets from writers that were like we just saved the profession holy shit so yeah. so the writers are back to work late night's back saturday Night live is back yeah which is awesome just
0: i'm just so happy for them and obviously our friends who are in wga like i'm just i'm so happy for them like same I'm just, I'm so happy for them.
1: Same, same. So that's great. Super happy to hear about that. On the flip side, the SAG strike's not going so great. No. no. So we thought we had some hope because they started negotiating with SAG right after the WGA deal was finalized. So all of us were like, cool, like we we're headed somewhere. This is awesome. And then it fell apart and the executives walked away from the table. Yeah. so saga's still on strike with like no plans for them to meet again at any point soon
0: no what and it's you- like they're literally halfway there because like obviously a lot of most of the writers rooms are like now back open um so like we're literally halfway there but it's like okay yeah it's great obviously we want the writers to get paid too but it's like the writers are gonna have all these episodes and nobody to be in the episodes like exactly Exactly, yeah. and what is what is
1: the AMPTP doing right now? If it's not negotiating with SAG, are they just like sitting back watching Netflix, or are they playing Sudoku? What are they doing? I don't know.
0: I don't know, and I I just I also just don't understand like how if you were so willing to work with WGA, I don't feel like SAG is asking for anything much. Different. I mean, granted, it's a different union, so of course there are differences in what they're asking for. But like, generally, I feel like they're asking for pretty close to the same things:
1: a livable wage and health insurance. Well, and like, I'm talking and... about even
0: with like AI and you know, like all the like. I don't feel like they're asking two very different things. You know, like I don't know. So it's... Like if you're so willing to negotiate with the you know writers, like mm-hmm. why? Like what's the holdup with SAG? Like, why are you not willing to give to them?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's scary to me that they're less willing to budge on the AI for the actors as they were for the writers. That scares me. Yeah. Did you see that clip floating around the internet from, like, that Disney movie where they, like, replaced some of the audience with AI? No. There's. It's floating around the internet somewhere, but somebody basically pointed it out and was like, look, they used AI to fill in the audience. And it's creepy. Yeah. I'll send it to you if I find it. Uh but yeah. Just 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 make a deal with them, and PTP. We want our shows back.
0: We do. Yeah. Just we like you them. want your shows back because that's how you ultimately make money. So Yeah. You're halfway there. Yep. Please, and PTP, please. Cause like I guess at this point, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, so obviously, the writers back in session, it's going to take them at least a couple more weeks till they have like episodes ready to film. Mm -hmm. So, even if SAG struck a deal like next week, I don't know, like, when would the shows actually come back? Like, that's what I keep trying to think about. I even see, I even saw somewhere that like if they could get rolling, I think this may have been before like. A the amptp walked away from the table that like they would even when it came to the holidays like just take those holidays off like not take like a whole break like just take like christmas off because like that's they would need the extra days to you know start filming episodes but like we don't have a deal yet so like it's bleak
1: yeah I miss when actors were able to promote their projects and, like, say the names of shit they've been in. Well,
0: and it's, like, such a weird thing, because obviously, right, like, actors can talk about things that are not SAG. So, like, people are still going on, like, television, you know, daytime talk shows or whatever, and talking about, like, oh, yeah, this play I'm in. You know, it's, like, it's just such a weird, but, like, oh, yeah, I can't talk about that other thing. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's really weird.
1: It's weird. And... Pretty much all of our one Chicago favorites have gone dark. Um, yeah, Hanukkah
0: they've po- literally, for the most part, they've all gone dark.
1: They've all gone dark. Hanako posts like every now and then. Um, Dom posts every now and then, but like they've all just completely left social media. It's a ghost town. Apparently,
0: Stephen Weber was supposed to be on what? Celebrity was?
1: Jeopardy tonight.
0: Yes, that was tonight, and I definitely missed it.
1: i I already marked it to record. What time was it? Uh, now it's now. Oh. Yeah. So, i'll catch it
0: tomorrow
1: <laughs> we're recording on wednesday just in case you did not know i'll we- catch that tomorrow then
0: i was like that's literally the only person who's like made an appearance anywhere done anything
1: yeah yeah i saw that commercial probably
0: like last night or two nights ago and i was like is that steven on celebrity well, one Jeffers? of our patrons had posted about it and i literally until we were just talking about people going dark i was like oh wait steven didn't go dark completely but no. but like i miss everybody i know And every time the One Chicago, like, social media accounts post, I just get sad all over again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, same, same. And, like, as this rewatch is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm loving this. But it's not the same as having new
0: episodes. No. Like, it's so weird to me that we're not talking about, like, new episodes. We're not being like, oh, there's episode descriptions. Oh, deadline leaked casting announcements. What? Oh, (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's weird. I miss it. I miss it, too.
1: I miss that, like, buzzy feeling. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I miss it. I miss it a lot. So, um, AMPTP, all I want for Christmas is a sag deal, please. Pay our friends, please. Yes, pay our friends, damn it. Please and thank you. Yes. That. All of that. So, before we get into the episodes, we wanted to do a TV roundup, because, again, it's been, like, three weeks that, like, since we've recorded, since we've really talked-talked. Yeah. Yeah, our texts are pretty much like on Tuesdays. It's all Dancing with the Stars, and then it's just all recording stuff. So, uh, yeah. So, we've been we've been watching stuff. So,
0: um, Brenna, starting us off, T- tell me what you've been watching. Well, Dancing with the Stars is saving my life because it's like same. literally my obsession. Since there's not otherwise really TV on, same. Like, it's all I want to think about. It's all I want to talk about. Like, yep. it's just like consuming my life. Like, I feel like once they cast announcement hits. I just like go down a rabbit hole of like all I want to talk about and like all I want to watch on social media then I end up on YouTube and I start going down the rabbit hole of like oh yeah like it's Disney night let me go watch all my favorite Disney night like dances from the past like I just it's the fall like I that's all I want to talk about
1: and I feel like Disney night came at the perfect time
0: yeah it was great it was great um did you even watch Motown week last from last week
1: no, no, I I missed two episodes while I was gone, and uh, no, I didn't get. to catch Oh, so up. you
0: missed Latin night too? Yeah, I guess you did mm-hmm. miss Latin night. Very yeah. good, very good. Yeah. Next week though, I'm gonna be a baby and falling the whole.
1: You know. Oh, is is so? Is next week all Len? The whole episode is Len, or is there just one? No, I you think next week
0: is most memorable year. Uh, I oh think. God, yeah, we're all gonna cry. But also, they're doing the big Len tribute with the pros from the past and the current pros and it's gonna be i'm gonna be a hot mess i
1: saw that yeah i saw that um and just like the list of pros that are coming back like edita i was like holy shit i haven't like heard or said her name in like 10 years yeah
0: i like kind of called it too i figured it was gonna be all of them but they said and more so like i assume that means like that's just a start i don't know because I kind of thought it was weird that I was, like, so, I mean, I get that schedules can happen and not everyone can come back, but I was, like, so you're telling me, like, Cheryl's not coming back? I was, like, Lindsay's literally been in LA every week except for this week for the show, and, like, yeah. she's not gonna, like, I don't know, it's just, so I hope there's more, but either way, if they just get those eight, like, it's a solid eight, so... Right
1: karina like damn
0: yeah anna max tony louis mark like yeah kim johnson yeah good list
1: yeah we're all gonna cry next week yeah yeah kind of ready though yeah Yeah. i and and the more weeks that go on with this show the more i'm like i'm the the less clear i am about who the winner's gonna be because there's like my my initial pick was sochi and val i thought for sure i was like sochi and val are gonna take this no problem they're gonna win but
0: i think there's a clear top four and, but I don't know who's going to win of the top four, but I think there's a clear top four. Sochi, Jason, hold on, don't tell me.
1: Jason, I'm like blanking. Charity. Mm-hmm. And who's the fourth?
0: Ariana. I think Ariana. Yes, yes. You've got to watch her Motown number from last week. I thought it was so good okay it was so good um i think i was not expecting her to be this good and i'm like very i'm i'm very impressed with
1: her she is really good she is really good really good i did think we were gonna see the first 10s of the season with so dance to the Coco song i thought we would at least see one i thought so too but not quite i didn't think
0: it was i didn't think it was gonna be a 30 but i thought we were gonna at least see one
1: mm-hmm. yeah 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 um carrie ann was on something this week
0: she drove me nuts. Uh, she didn't drive me that nuts, but I, you were like, "What the fuck is her problem?" Well, okay, so she, she, there was one routine
1: where she was like, "Oh, you know, I have a thing about lifts." Has anybody ever told her that she doesn't
0: have to have a thing about lifts? That's always been her stick. Like for as since the season one, that's always been her thing. Is that like if she sees a lift, she's gonna call you out for it. H- has anybody ever asked her why she's such a buzzkill? I mean, that's just like it's it. I feel like all the judges have their shtick, and that's just been her shtick. That's so stupid, though, because there there are dances where lifts are allowed. Yes, and in those she doesn't care. It's low dances where you're not supposed to have a lift that she's like, ah, uh, buzzkill,
1: <laughs> buzzkill. Yeah, yeah. She was definitely the kid in school who like reminded the teacher if they forgot to assign homework she definitely had to be that kid. But yeah, no, I, the, the, the part that really got me and you know, cause I rage texted you was when Derek was trying to give her a critique and she was like flipping shit. She was like, wait, there was a little, there was a laugh. And then like Bruno would try to talk. And then Derek was like, eh.
0: she should have just done it. She should have just said like her score. I don't even remember whose it was at this point, but she yeah. should have just been like seven, but there was a, like, she should have just made like the tiniest comment when she gave her like you know whatever number it was yeah she should have just said but there was a lift seven you know whatever you know she should have just done that and like left it but
1: if the other judges don't give a shit about lifts why does she it's just
0: like it's just something they do but she's like the one that is like her thing like she will point it out to you but like bruno and len for sure and Derek. i mean like they've definitely like been like eh, your foot kind of came off they just don't make a big stick of it as like Ann does and they don't usually deduct a point was it lele last night who got deducted which was
1: like so stupid because it was a great routine i feel like uh, lele got lowballed
0: i think so i think it was her i'm trying to remember who it was but i kind of love her by the way love her She's fine. I think she definitely I don't think she's there yet. Like I kind of thought she'd be more in the top, like front runner and she's not there yet, but I think she's definitely going to be around for a little bit. She's she's working really hard for it though, you can tell. Yeah, no, for sure. I just don't think she's quite there yet. Yeah. Like yeah. with the other four.
1: Um, can I make a confession? I definitely voted yes. for Barry and Peta last night for multiple reasons. One, I, I didn't love want him, them. I love them so much. I I didn't want him to go home, and B, we wanted the person who went home to go home. So,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I love him. I think they like sometimes they're a little too harsh on him. And like, yeah, last night was not that great. Like, Peta definitely almost like fell straight on the floor. Like, it was not his greatest dance, but like. I didn't. I don't think he deserves to go home right away either. So he's so happy to be there. One or two people who deserve to go before him. So, yeah,
1: yeah. Although he was, yeah, he was bottom of the leaderboard this week.
0: Yeah, I don't think he's got much longer. But
1: no, no.
0: Who was uh, bottom three this week? Was what? It was Adrian Barry. No, Adrian was in the middle. Adrian and Harry were in the middle. Is Allison? No, um, who, were, who were the last three that they left behind last night? Um, oh. Adrian, Barry. Barry and Lele? Was it Lele? Yes, it was Lele because I saw an article about Brandon talking about what it's like being in jeopardy. So, yeah. But that's yeah. not necessarily the bottom three. They throw it out there and they're like oh the not necessarily the bottom three so they basically like lele could have had like the most votes ever and like it's kind of what sucks about it like the way yeah. they do it do you think allison's going home before barry uh, yeah i think so she's not that good either she had like that one good week latin week was really good for her and that was it i mean sorry yeah she's not that good yeah. But. yeah. but it's been, it's turned out, I was a little hesitant about this season, but it's turned out to be a good season, like a good season so far. Like when I saw the cast list, I was like, "Eh,
1: is it a good season because it's genuinely a good season or is it a good season because
0: there's nothing
1: else going on?
0: No, I think it's a good a it's a good season because there's not a lot going on either. But I think it's also a good season because there is like a good top four. And I'm like, I don't really know. I mean, I don't really know who's going to win. Yeah. Like last year. I mean, granted, Gabby was also really great, but it was kind of pretty obvious that, like, as long as Charlie didn't really screw up, it was going to be Charlie and Mark. Yeah. And really, granted, last season was still great too, but it was like kind of obvious that it was always going to be Charlie. And this True. year, I'm like, well, it could be any of a number of people. Like, some days I'm like, oh, it's Jason. Some days I'm like, no, it's Sochi. Like, I think Ariana's right. Like, I just—it's we got Charity and Charity's got the Bachelor Nation vote, so like,
1: yeah, for sure. For sure. Oh, can we also talk about Derek Huff's
0: outfit this week? Yeah, it was wild. Okay, I dug the collar. I dug the colour. Oh, yeah, this... The color looked great on him. Yeah, dug it was the colour. This yeah.
1: As a as a regular suit, it would have been fine. But this extra like
0: flap of fabric, I was like the... <laughs> It was like almost like something I feel like I would have seen in like Aladdin, but not also Aladdin at all. And I was like, what vibe are you going for?
1: <laughs> True. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I feel like he didn't even know what to do with the damn thing until he like waved it during whatever routine that was. But uh, yeah, he just, he, he looked kind of ridiculous. And I love Derek. I don't like to say that, but he looked kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I just like- with the thing over his arm i just got like really weird like sultan vibes and i was like no nah, yeah. you're you're just judging dancing with the stars my dude
0: yeah um, for sure yeah it was weird
1: um i will say i do love having two hosts who can join the dances now
0: I was going to say you should also, again, you just need to go back and watch Motown Night because Motown Night was really good. But like the way I, first of all, the Motown opening number is probably one of my favorites in a long time. It's very good. But Julian and Alfonso, at the last like 10, 15 seconds, whatever that is, is just really fun. Like, it's very fun to see them. And like, also, Julian's not the best at asking the questions, but like, it's just fun to see them together. Their chemistry is like 20 bajillion times better than like, I just want to forget Tyra ever existed on this show. Yeah. Like, and Julianne and Alfonso are making me forget that we ever had someone that wasn't them before, like, Tom, obviously.
1: Yes. Yes. Did you also catch when Julianne referred to Harry and Riley as lovebirds?
0: Well, last week, somebody, I think it was Derek, referred it as, like, he was making his comment about the way, like, Harry was leading or whatever, and he said, oh, you're a girl or whatever. Like, it's like... I feel like we all, I I was going to just say, I was like, I'm surprised it took us this long to talk about Harry and Riley.
1: Yeah. I will admit that at first I was like, this is icky.
0: You were like, no way.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, I was like,
0: I don't hate it.
1: Riley's 18 and Harry is 26. And so they're at 18 and 26. That is a considerable age gap. So part of me was like, it's icky, but they have such good chemistry. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as Harry is an absolute gentleman, because, again, she's 18.
0: Well, he doesn't have I don't. I've never watched Too Hot to Handle, but apparently he's not been the greatest boyfriend. I I
1: have. I have watched Too Hot to Handle. Are you familiar with the show at all?
0: Yes. I've just never watched it.
1: Yeah. So they basically get drunk and they're on an island and they can't. Like, there's a pot of money, basically, and every time they have sex or, you know, kiss or anything like that, it deducts from the pot of money. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably something that Riley should not watch if she wants Apparently to Apparently she hasn't. Something.
0: I heard, some. I think Lindsay was talking about it, that Lindsay watched it, but, and, like, the other sisters have watched it, but Riley has not watched it.
1: Yeah, Riley probably should not. But probably should not but
0: they do there's just regardless of whatever it is like they're just really fun and harry is definitely improved like yeah a lot and riley's just a i really enjoy watching riley dance she's
1: so yeah good. yeah yeah and the bonus with having an arnold sister on dancing with the stars this season is that we get sage content oh she's the so sage cute.
0: content
1: yes she's so cute She's so so cute.
0: Sage content, yes. Yes. Arriving.
1: I'm here for the Uncle Harry content, but now what I didn't know I needed now was Uncle Sasha content.
0: Oh, did you not see all the Sasha content when they were in LA? No, you know you were in freaking. You were in across the pond. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I was. I was trying to get Antwerp out, but yeah. No, like, because Lindsay took her twice, no, three times, but twice, and, like, she and Lindsay just went one time, and, like, there's, like, a bunch of Sasha content, Uncle Brandon content, like, Mm. I'll have to see if I can find the video. At one point, like, Brandon was holding Sage, and something about, like, Sage just tooted herself. It's, like, it was just, like, while she's, like, holding her, and it was just, like, very funny. I'll see if I can find it.
1: It's so cute. It's so cute. So, yeah, Dancing with the Stars. I love that. That show is a much-needed escape right now.
0: Yeah, it's, like I said, I end up, I feel like every week I end up in a, like, oh, let me go back and watch all these old dances from 20 bajillion years ago.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, if you're watching Dancing with the Stars, let us know. And, like, who's your pick? We love Dancing with the Stars. It's the best.
0: Favorite show of all time.
1: Yeah, it's the best. So, Uh, what what else are you watching?
0: Well, so... I've been at first it was kind of slow I was watching Outer Banks at the gym so I'd watch it like you know Mm -hmm. one episode a day and like every couple of days I wasn't and it took I honestly thought the first few episodes were a little slow like they weren't bad but they were a little slow then you get towards the end of season one and I was like oh shit and now I'm on episode two I'm almost done with episode two of season three so I'm so proud of you Well, I had some days where I wasn't feeling that great. So, like, literally all I did was, like, lay in bed and watch Outer Banks. But.
1: You're officially ahead of me by, like, two episodes. You haven't watched. I never watched season three. No, I I haven't yet.
0: I I, I also convinced one of our patrons. We were talking one night and I was like, oh, well, I'll probably start that after. I may may start this show that she was talking to me about. I was like, after I watch Outer Banks. And so she started Outer Banks. And, like, we've been pulling back and forth. She was ahead of me at one point. Now I'm ahead of her. And, like. I love it so much.
1: Yeah, I've had I've had the whole season downloaded on my phone for like months and just every I don't know time how you stopped at the end of season two. Yeah. Well this, was season was two shows, even out
0: when you are was season three even out when
1: you were watching? No, no. With season two I had just come out and I shotgunned it. Oh. So it was easy to forget. All I remember about that is that there was the giant boat and then JJ almost drowned, and then they ended up on the island i started episode one of season three um i just didn't get all the way through it i just got to sit down and do it yeah okay but like what, what dots? john b and sarah jj and key
0: like well jj and key is like kind of starting like that hasn't like really gone anywhere yet
1: but like the startup is pretty damn good is it not
0: yeah, I mean, like, it also, like, I know what's coming because, like, I know people on the internet really like them. So, like, I'm kind of just waiting for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like John B. and Sarah. I really, I think they're cute. I mean, they're not my, like, favorite, you know, couple of all time, but, like, I really like them. Um, Ward is fucking crazy. Yeah. Rafe is fucking crazy. They're all, um, yeah,
1: that whole, like, area of the show is just crazy.
0: Crazy. Um, the mystery is very good I did not see the end of season two coming mm-hmm. um, with the dad stuff I did not see that coming yeah um, so that's crazy and it's very good I like it I'm yeah. very much enjoying it
1: I really like it yay I finally got you to watch Outer Banks now if only I could give Vince Lauren
0: to do the same it's it's very good I mean like like I said, I thought the first couple episodes when they're kind of getting into the mystery a little bit and like they're still introducing. I was like, this is all I mean, like it's good, but I was like, it's kind of a little slow. It's like once you kind of get into the end of season one and like all the shit starts like really unraveling, you're like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. And then it starts moving real fast. Uh, Yeah. Season two is. Yeah. He's so proud of you. but i'll still probably end up finishing (laughs) i didn't realize you hadn't finished season three a lot i didn't text you though about something
1: yeah i gotta get on it i just every every time i'm like on a plane or something i'm like "Eh, i'm really watching that today i'm gonna watch something else
0: i know and i still have like a giant list over here of like things eventually i like haven't started loki at all yet i haven't Um, either good I have not gotten to it. I feel like that's going to be my next gym show because then at least I'm like, fo- I feel like Loki something I need to focus on and I've yeah. just not been in a focused place. But I feel like if I go to the gym and watch it, then I like have to focus on, you know, like I'm not distracted by anything else. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I've not started Loki yet just because I'm not sure. in like a focusy place.
1: Yeah, same, same. So um, I started Sullivan's Crossing.
0: Yes, I forgot about that.
1: I started it. Uh, the third episode is airing as we speak. And so basically the, what, sorry, I'm getting a spam call. There we go. Nine. Okay. So yeah, um, it's basically, it's a Canadian show straight out of yes. Canada, but it starts- It already in- aired
0: last year, entirety.
1: In in Canada? Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, it's it's on the CW this fall. Uh, Morgan Cohan plays the lead. She plays Dr. Maggie Sullivan. She's a Canadian actress. Uh, but the kicker here is that chad michael murray and scott gordon patterson are both in it yes now all you had to say was the cw and chad michael murray and like fuck yeah i'm gonna come come running yeah so it 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 has the vibes of a hallmark show and that's why i was like i need that right now yeah so uh so far so good the third episode is airing as we speak um but yeah, I mean, so far so good. It's not; it, it's just like a hallmark thing, right? It's not the like most brilliant acting ever, but it's yeah. light,
0: light-ish. Well, it's what you want. It's like Cwe drama. Like, I mean, I, I granted, I know it came out before the Cw, but still, like, it's like that kind of like genre of television that is just like okay, I'll do it. Why not?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it because I mean, it's exactly the kind of watch I need right now. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it. Um Chad Michael Murray plays this guy Cal, who's the obviously the love interest. Um, uh, but he's all like mysterious air quotes. So we're supposed to learn more about him, I think, in this episode. But I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. I recommend it. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's been show wise what I've been watching. Um yeah, I what else was I? There was other stuff that I'd that I've seen that I wanted to like talk about. Um I know on on the plane to Belgium. I watched a Netflix documentary about free diving that broke my heart in a million pieces. Really? Um, yes. And I, I need I need some of my friends or one of my friends, I need somebody else to watch it. So I have somebody to talk about it with because like oh, the, the whole story is just like the story is very like the way the story is told, it could almost be like a, an arc on a TV show. Uh, but the documentary is called The Deepest Breath. It's on Netflix. Um. Uh, yeah, the the love story in it is just like. Yeah, yeah, it's a true story, and it's it's a heartbreaking end, but it's so good. It was so good. Um. Uh, yeah, so if I can get one of one or one or many of my friends to watch it, that would be great because like I have feelings. <laughs> um.
0: I just else? remembered. So, did you fit ever? Did you even start Only Murders the new season? Mm-mm. Okay. Well, I finished that because it finished airing. Um, I enjoyed it a lot better than season two. Season two is not my favorite season, but I enjoyed it a right. lot better than season two.
1: I've been really bad lately about new seasons of shows coming out and me just like not paying attention to them. I've well, been bad uh, about that.
0: I, yeah, I kind of forgot. remember when we talked about we were like, oh, the new season of elites coming out. Maybe we'll catch up And then like I saw that it came like it's coming out on Friday, and I was like,, no, no, but I did see they're gonna end it with season eight, so like the mm-hmm. next season. And I'm like, kind of scared because i know that obviously that's the season that um nadia is coming back for and so like i do want to catch up but i'm like i swear to god knowing that it's the end i'm like if they do if they already ruined guzman for me so if they ruined nadia too i'm just gonna like like if i catch up on all this just for the reason nadia then i'm gonna
1: i don't even think it's worth catching up on though we don't recognize anybody who's left
0: i know but then if i jump in i'm gonna
1: be like who the fuck are all you people like and like they're know. not, they're just not going to compare.
0: I'm kind of bored at this point. Like, like I kind of want to just watch to like have. I think else.
1: I think you could just watch the Nadia episodes and be fine.
0: I know, but we're not even there yet. That's next season. But I'm just saying that's not even the season that comes. Season seven comes out on Friday. Season eight is like, eventually. But I'm just like nervous now that I saw that ending. I'm like, I'm glad it's kind of ending because like it needs to be just like done.
1: Yeah. Uh, it should have been done seasons ago honestly well
0: no they should have done they should have ended after season three and called it like a season four been like elite the next generation you know like something like that or whatever you wanted to call it um but yeah yeah i saw that today and i was like i'm not surprised but i'm surprised but like i'm ready and i'm not ready and i'm like Nah, i'm
1: i'm ready it just makes me
0: want to go watch like season one through three again (laughs)
1: Yeah, no, that that last season I watched with What's-Her-Face, like, falling in the four. water. Four, was it four?
0: Yeah, season four was the last when time we saw Guzman Samu left. and Ander. Yeah,
1: yeah. I,
0: no, no, Samu did. Is that how that
1: ends? No, no, because Samu was into her. It's the principal's daughter, and I can't remember her name. Uh,
0: well, no, like, Guzman she... and Ander
1: leave. that season, That season. I knew Samu left the next season. No, uh, oh, Samu
0: what i know that for a fact that he in six yeah i'm pretty sure that's how season six ends all i know is he ends up what yeah see that's that's bullshit that's bullshit he deserved a way better exit than that that's what i'm saying yeah like that's bullshit you should have just stopped ruining all our original characters Exactly. So after that last
1: season when Ander and Guzman left, I washed my hands of it. I was like, it's time to leave the show. It's just time. Um yeah, I was fine with it. So
0: It's on my eventual like, eventually I'll catch up on it list, but I still got other things I need to catch up on. I'm so behind. Yeah. Deprived. No, I'm 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 way behind. I just haven't felt like binging anything. Yeah. I've not been in a, like a very focusy mood here recently. Which is another
1: reason why I mean, I just like the, the strike needs to end. I just, I miss, like, being I'm ready excited. for, like, new, yeah. Yeah, I miss being excited about television. Yeah. Like, all I watch is sports right now and Sullivan's Crossing. Yeah. Oh, I know the other movie I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. So, um, I'm, like, I guess I'm in, like, pregame mode for the Hallmark Christmas movies because I've been downing the Hallmark fall movies. I watched Fourth Down in Love, and I absolutely loved it. Who was in that one? Ryan Pavey, and I don't remember the actress's name, but it was everything you want in a Hallmark movie. Just fall edition. Yeah. And it was perfect.
0: So I saw apparently I somehow missed. I literally saw this. Was that today or yesterday? I don't know. I was reading something about like one of the upcoming, like the Hallmark, like Hanukkah one that's coming up with Brian Greenberg. And I, like, saw that apparently they did, like, a Jewish wedding movie in the spring or the summer, and I was like, how did I miss that? Like, how did I miss that, that they did a whole Jewish wedding movie in the summer? I was like, how did I miss that? So now I need to, like, of course, go back and find it. Yeah, you
1: got to go back and find it. Uh, what is it called? Text me the name and I'll keep an eye out the for it. The wedding contract.
0: It's Becca Tobin, which also Glee alum. Again, how did I miss How this? did you miss that? How did I miss this? And also, how did any one of our listeners who is a Hallmark faithful not tell me about this? I, like, literally just feel like I found out about this yesterday.
1: We uh, all failed in this instance. Yeah.
0: And it was, like, back in the summer. It was, like, back in June or something. Damn. So now I of course have to find it. I will I will find it. But... Yeah, yeah.
1: Please do. Um I do need to sit down with the Christmas schedule, map it all out. Like I, I know, we got we, gotta, to, like, we got homework.
0: Yeah, cuz those start don't those
1: start airing in like a week. Like this weekend, I think. Oh fuck. I'm ready. I don't care. I'm, I'm like, ready, I...
0: but like yeah, I really got to sit down and be like, "Okay, these are the ones. Like these are like the 7 or 8 that I'm like for sure going to commit to watching." And like,
1: yeah, yeah. Got to of cards
0: tentative
1: date too yeah we yeah 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 but i think we should set it like after like certain ones we want to see have come out because we like i know like in past years there have been ones we're like tyler hilton's in this one but it doesn't air until next week yeah
0: i know that's what i'm saying i gotta relook at the schedule yeah we gotta do some schedule homework
1: yeah big time big time um i know um i was kind of going through the hallmark like list of like what's coming on and everything and uh my obviously my husband and I have the Lacey Chabert rule if she's in it we just have to record it we have to but I think I kind of want to enact the Tyler Hines rule too because like I love (laughs) him actually though I love him he's just adorable What's he in this year I don't know about new ones but there are some fall ones from last year that have been popping up
0: no but like he's got to be in a Christmas one right
1: oh he has to be it's not Christmas if he's not in at least one Uh, I'm gonna find out give me a minute Did I tell you he's in an episode
0: of my Canadian cop show?
1: Vaguely? It's like one of my favorites, too. Oh,
0: fuck. They do start watching coming this weekend. I told you. What the heck? I feel like I just saw. Hold on a second. November. November 4th. Janelle Parrish, Pascal, Amothic. I know I just butchered that completely. And Tyler Hines. I love him. Oh, it's a love triangle. Ooh spicy (laughs) yeah for hallmark channel that's a little spicy
1: yeah i'm I'm gonna enact that rule for myself so fair fair rule he's so cute like it fair rule yeah so that was a longer tv roundup than we intended but i don't care and upload comes back this weekend upload i completely forgot two episodes on friday God, they're going to do the thing where they make us wait week, week, after week after week again?
0: Yeah. Do we know how many episodes this season has? No, but I don't even care at this point. I'm like, just give me upload. But, like, can it be more oh. than six? Yeah, I know. And Gen V started. I haven't even watched that yet. I haven't touched it. And I,
1: I all I know is that Soldier Boy cameos. So Jensen's back in some way, shape, or form. That's all I know. What? Yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, we to, like get wipe it gina we
1: really do we're falling behind like big time
0: (laughs) we're yeah this is really bad this is not like us no
1: (laughs) man yeah we need to step it up so yeah moral of the story we got work to do yeah we got a lot of work to do want to talk about one chicago let's do it (laughs) (laughs) all right so this is episodes 106 of all three shows medfire and pd and like there are some pivotal moments in all, each of these episodes like that shape the history of the show.
0: Yeah, so definitely some iconic moments I completely forgot about.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Or that but, I remembered, but I didn't obviously realize like when they were. I like uh, kind of thought that Owen was born later in season one. Mm-mm, I remember it being about, about this time. I definitely did not remember it was that time.
1: Yeah, so uh, this episode of M.E.D., because we're obviously going to start with Mad. Th- um, I actually didn't even get what the title of this episode was, but, um, uh, this aired on January nineteenth of twenty sixteen, um, and was written by Will Pasco. So if Owen was technically born in January twenty sixteen, he's seven, about to be eight now. Yeah, that's crazy. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll start off with Connor. I just, every episode, I'm like, I miss him so much. Like, just, I know, kills me. So, Connor is like on his game in this episode. He is like, nothing is getting by this man. He's, he's, he's pretty sharp in this episode. So, two traumas come in in the very, very first scene. Like, we open this episode and it's chaos. So, there's a brother and sister who, wait for it, fell from a plane.
0: Yep. They fell from a plane. So, on the wheel of a plane.
1: On the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. So, when the initial, like, when they initially come in and, like, the medic just reels that off, rattles that off, and it's like, they fell from a plane. I was like, they, they what? What? I don't yes. know. What? And then they explain it again. And I'm like, oh, now it makes sense. So, yeah, they were, they were escaping from Mexico and they hid in the wheel well. Oof. So, mm-hmm. when the plane landed, the brother fell out and the sister just kind of like, They just found her later. Because, I mean, when you're that high in the air, it's, like, negative something out there. And, like, your body just kind of, like, hits pause. Yeah. So crazy. So crazy. But then, like, again, Connor is on his game. He's taking care of them. Everything's good. But Will, like, I feel like in the early seasons, Will has such a hard time fitting in. And, like, he can't stop putting his foot in his mouth.
0: He keeps... I, I guess I just, I mean, obviously, we knew that like Connor and Will never really got like completely along, but I was just like, everyone else at this point is like kind of okay with who Connor is. And like, yeah, they're maybe not buddy buddies with him yet, but they're kind of fine with who he is. Will is just like, can't get over it. And I'm like, why?
1: Yeah. So, so listen to this clip real fast. What kind of screwed up life did she have that she took a risk like that? Hey, no offense, but not everyone's born a Rhodes
0: thanks i keep forgetting that
1: i mean we touched on it in our last episode but will is will's jealous yeah for sure but like that also wasn't very nice will
0: no and like again like the whole you know the clip is like um you know will uh, connor has to be reminded that like hey you know which granted I think he knows, but like he's getting reminded that it's like, hey, not everyone's born a roads and then like you st- like we could've just left it at that. And mm-hmm. then Will's like, you know, having to remind it's just like, Will, come on now.
1: And I-, I didn't take I didn't take Connor's question that way. I took it as one of those rhetorical, like, this is terrible kind of statements.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely didn't take it as like Connor you know, I yeah, I definitely took it as like Connor just making a comment about the case, not like yeah much more being read into
1: will was just so eager to throw it in his face not nice will yeah not nice so while that's going on cornelius just donated a million dollars to the hospital but we'll touch on that later uh while that's happening though just quick shout out here because like there is that moment where you know sharon and dr charles are like kind of gossiping about it Mm -hmm. shout out to those two though because they never once in like the length of the show, they never project their feelings about Cornelius onto Connor. They never let the way they feel about Cornelius sway yeah. how they feel about Connor. Like they treat them like two separate people, like they are. For sure. Which I like. Shut up. So that's nice. So Connor talks to the sister because the, the brothers passed. So um, we find out that their father is a narco and he planned to sell her. Her like his daughter sell her um and it was the brother's idea to climb into the wheel well and save her crazy but also connor's so good with her and he's so like the empathy is there and like again people just give him such a bad rap for being a rich kid when like it really has no bearing on who he is as a doctor
0: Yeah, I was going to say, being a rich kid doesn't define you, especially as an adult.
1: No, but in these early episodes, everybody is just like, they can't get over it. Yeah. It's crazy. So, of course, Homeland Security cannot wait to get all up in their business. And Connor and Goodwin basically are like, not today. Like, absolutely not. Yeah. She's injured. Like, leave us the fuck alone. So... The brother does sadly pass away and then the sister gets compartment syndrome. And so we're in crisis mode at this point, right? Because like, you know, they've got to relieve the pressure and everything.
0: Connor's on his game despite Will being an absolute baby. This scene, just even watching the compartment syndrome part, like I was in the gym and I was like, I can't watch this. I was like, this is like, I was like, I can't watch this. (laughs) Yeah, compartment syndrome scenes are never pretty. No, there's always blood. Just, it's not a pretty thing. I always hear my dad in my head say that like compartment syndrome is one of the few true like orthopedic emergencies. Like I hear him every time someone says compartment syndrome, like that's what I think about. So, yeah, yeah compartment syndrome, not fun. Not good. Bad. bad. Really bad. But also, could you imagine like being the patient and then your doctor's arguing? Yeah. Like. Well, that- it's like yeah will was just a baby
1: yeah so bad but then we get connor backstory guy's father writes a big check and he acts like he owns the joint
0: how about you cut him some slack today
1: look my mother died too she's not getting commemorated with a new hospital ward okay
0: i thought you said you grew up in chicago
1: south side canaryville
0: oh and you mean to tell me that you don't know what happened to connor's mother Nope. Well, it was 20 years ago. You were just a kid. Connor's mom threw herself off the roof of their home. Three stories. Connor was just 10. Are you serious? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It was all over the news back in the day.
0: And with the reception tonight, A lot of stuff that he probably doesn't want to have to think about. Hey,
1: maybe I shouldn't have said that so happy, but backstory.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like, ooh. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but it is like it's always nice. I use that word loosely. Nice to get more Connor backstory.
1: Yeah. It's nice to have an explanation for why he is the way he is. Yeah. Which like Despite suffering such a horrible thing in his childhood, you know, he's giving back and serving the community and everything. hmm Yeah. So the board pulls Sharon into an emergency meeting about the sister, which then results in her being, and I quote, repatriated, which I think is just a fancy word for transferred. Because she's undocumented and she has no insurance, so they just dumped her off on another hospital
0: what yeah
1: like what so connor's big mad and as as mad should be uh, absolutely as he should be and goodwin is just kind of like letting him let it out but like the mommy issues here shine real real big Yeah. so he you know he couldn't save his mom so he wants to save everybody else instead and i think sharon kind of like picks up on that but when he walks off and sharon just goes damn
0: like same yeah. What is also, like, the whole thing I was thinking of is, like, yeah, Homeland Security wanted to meet them, and there's nothing to say that, like, Homeland Security, if they had met with her, like, wouldn't have ended up taking, you know, had- forcing her to leave the country. But, like, in this case, it was way more of the board thing. They're like, oh, she's undocumented and she has no insurance, so we're going to transfer. It's like, what the fuck? Like, I get that you're a for-profit hospital, but still. yeah, Like, at the end of the day, you're still a hospital. You should still treat patients first.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And Connor never saw any of that in treating her. He he never saw, like, she was undocumented or anything like that. He just saw somebody who needed help.
0: Yeah. Because he's a doctor. He puts people first. He's a good one, too. Yeah. So exactly. it, it's just kind of crazy that it's like, oh, it wasn't even necessarily homestead security that's, like, forcing her out. It was the board. Yeah. Yeah. But this is our first appearance. The board stuff is our first appearance of... Lawyer guy, I want to call him Arthur. It's not Arthur, it's Peter. <laughs> it's
1: not Arthur. This is like, uh, this is such an unintentional running gag of our pod. <laughs> it's Peter. <laughs> right <laughs> I, I think and and that it's, it's Peter. Peter.
0: Right? So I was <laughs> like, oh, it's his first appearance. And then I was like, and I like it when we, when I watched it last week, because when we thought we were gonna record last week, I was like, I'm gonna remember. And then I was like, nope it's been a week now and i'm like i don't remember (laughs) i think it is peter
1: do we need merch that's like arthur no wait peter
0: no wait what (laughs) lawyer (laughs) guy lawyer guy number one lawyer guy stan
1: oh it's so bad so funny so funny so connor begrudgingly attends the reception for his mom because i mean cornelius donated the million to like basically have this wing named after her which is that still a thing because like they never you never see it they never mention it that's a good question yeah 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 so connor attends the reception for his mom he's suited up looking amazing and then he just lets his dad have it
0: It it's a beautiful speech dad why thank you
1: I had this patient today. She came in with her brother and he died.
0: He sacrificed his life for her. I never should have left Claire. No, you shouldn't have.
1: Hurt her deeply. You know, I never told her about the night that mom died. What really happened? Your mother was disturbed. She had a mental illness. You and I both know that that's not the reason she killed herself. This is art.
0: Yeah.
1: Art. But also, Cornelius is such a narcissist, if you listen to him, because... He, like, doesn't even pick up on the reason. Because Connor basically implies that he never should have left Claire because of him. hmm Like, the implication's pretty fucking clear. And Cornelius doesn't even pick up on it. Yeah. Such a narcissist.
0: Yeah, no. Cornelius is the fucking worst. There's so much more they could have explored there if they hadn't just, like, killed them. Well, off. Yeah, and off. then they went the whole, like, Ava route and yeah there's so much more we could have done yeah
1: so yeah that's 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 connor but i definitely enjoyed seeing him like give it to
0: cornelius yeah oh i mean as much as cornelius sucks like uh those scenes are always so good
1: I'm also like dying to know where, where did Connor, like, how did Connor build up his patience so that like patience, not patience that he treats like, yeah. Yeah. Like, how did he build that up so that every time Cornelius tries to overshadow him or somebody tries to question him, like that tolerance to just let it roll off the, like roll off his back. Like, where did that come from?
0: I mean, I feel like that's probably a result of he kind of had to, like, you've got
1: to have a real thick skin.
0: Yeah, and just his productivity growing up, and I in that environment, I think he just kind of had to. I don't think he had a choice. It's crazy. Crazy. All
1: right, so that's Connor. Um, Natalie had a little something going on this episode. Just a little. Nothing significant. Just a little bit. Yeah, just a
0: tiny bit. Go ahead. All right, so... First of all, well, it's a tiny bit of Sarah in there, too. So Sarah has this little boy as a patient who likely broke his collarbone. But because he's a little boy and Natalie's Pete, you know, she has Natalie come in and consult. So meanwhile, Natalie's super pregnant, like really <laughs> pregnant. And she's not happy about it. And she's like complaining about, you know, just the fact that she's like basically almost 40 weeks pregnant. Like she's complaining. And she walks away at one point, and, like, Maggie and Will are standing right there, too, while she's, like, complaining about it. And, like, they have this look between them, and it's so good. So, so good. Yeah. So, Natalie checks out Sarah's patient, and as she's checking him out, he all of a sudden has a seizure. And they're, like, trying to, you know they don't know why he had a seizure so they end up you know running all their tests or whatever and he has something called i'm gonna butcher this wrong Cra crabby that's what i yeah um so we'll get to more of that in a second but then of course as soon as they find this out natalie's water broke
1: <laughs> this scene makes me laugh every single time and it's not supposed to but it does
0: yeah, because she's, like, just talking to Sarah, and then it's, like. Yeah, yeah, and, and like, and like the
1: flow of conversation. She's, like, so run this test, run that test. Oh, my water just broke. Can I get a wheelchair? Yeah. And, like, off she goes.
0: And then she's, like, Sarah, you got to go take care of the rest of this. Okay, bye. You'll do great.
1: Oh, it makes me laugh so hard. It also makes me laugh how she calls for the wheelchair, and it just magically materializes. Yeah. Just, it's 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 funny. It's not supposed to be funny, but it is.
0: Yeah. So Maggie ends up, so Natalie goes up to we whatever. Maggie, you know, she's trying to do some walks around the hospital with Natalie. And so Maggie starts it and Will is just like, Will's trying to do everything he can for Natalie. He's like a little obsessed without trying to be too obsessed like he just like he cares and that's great but he's like also trying like way too hard too <laughs> um so will's like oh i can help you with this and so like will ends up doing the laughter around the hospital with natalie um yeah like but d- don't also
1: don't forget that will got his entire shift covered before maggie did yes
0: yeah it was like he knew that natalie's water was gonna break that day and he was prepared no because he's like you said he's obsessed yeah way too obsessed
1: this is a very bless your heart episode for will just yeah just bless your heart
0: yeah so um then we get this moment i'm not sure how fast a rock is supposed to walk (laughs) you're
1: doing just fine Thank you for being here.
0: Okay, but this is cute. This is like the early, again obsessed Will the early days of me instead. Yeah.
1: Okay, but also I don't I don't know why, but like when he says like I don't know how fast a rock is supposed to walk, like I don't know why that's the cutest thing in the world that I've ever heard. But it you is. just find
0: everything that Will Halstead does.
1: Yeah, cute. you're right. You're right. That's true. Yeah. Fair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true i miss him yeah oh we know so (laughs) yeah like we said will is literally obsessed he's such a puppy like he is basically natalie could say go jump off a bridge and he would go jump off a bridge like that's where he's at right now um (laughs) but so he is doing everything he can for her he's like not trying to like overstep completely but like also do whatever she wants so he's like let me go get you some ice chips so he goes and gets her the ice chips and in a walk so Natalie's mother-in-law is also there present and Helen is noticing like every little move between the way Will looks at Natalie the way Natalie is so willing to just like let Will do kind of be there for her and then we get this scene Will Yeah
1: Natalie's husband My son, Jeff, died seven months ago. I'm very sorry for your loss. Only seven months. What are you doing? Um, just trying to help. Natalie and I are friends. Friends? And colleagues. And that's it? Of course. I care about her. Nellie's having a baby.
0: She's a widow. She's vulnerable. you just give that to her. Tell her I'll be back later. Little harsh, Gretch. It's a little harsh. I mean, I think her intentions, like, I understand where she's coming from and, like, I get it. Like, it's gotta be hard, like... You lost your son seven months ago, and now his, you know, widow is bringing in your grandchild into, like, I get it. There's a lot of emotions, and, like, from her perspective, it looks like Will's coming on hard, because he kind of is. Like, I get it. But at the end of the day, all Will wants to do is, like, be there for his friend Natalie, and I think it could have been said differently. And, like, she obviously didn't have to, like, kick him out.
1: I mean she never kicked him out. He just took it upon himself to be like, oh okay. But she was basically
0: she was basically like, Yeah, you should leave.
1: Uh, I thought it I thought it was so like borderline hurtful of her to imply that he was gonna take advantage of her
0: because that's the last thing Will would ever do. That's what I'm saying. I think she could I think where she was coming from is valid and I understand that. I think yeah. she could have worded it to Will differently. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Because, yeah, definitely implying that Will was, like, trying to swoop in, you know, as soon, basically, this minute Natalie was free is, like, yeah. But, like, so, like I said, all Will wants to do at the end of the day is, like, be there for Natalie. But I think she could have worded it differently.
1: I think a really good question that I have now is, when exactly did Will and Nat meet? Exactly.
0: Like- right, because Natalie's not in the backdoor pilot.
1: No, and so, what? where was she, was Jeff still alive? Or was he, was she pregnant? Was he gone?
0: Like, where- That's a really good point. That's the timeline like, I want to know. We kind of know, I guess the question is, so like, when the med backdoor pilot takes place, mm-hmm. where is that in relation to Natalie being at med, Jeff dying, like, where do those two things coincide? Yeah. That's
1: a really good question, and it's something we may never get the answer to
0: somebody may be able to answer it for us eventually hopefully i would love that i'm writing it down though but yeah so then we go straight from like this like kind of intense scene to a different kind of intense scene and that is screaming because the baby is coming
1: but the scene before this is what's so funny cuz I mean we're the 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 stuff with Dr. Charles and like the little kid like we'll we'll get to that but the scene before this is so like quiet and calm and sullen and it goes right from that into Nat screaming her head off. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny.
0: But so yeah, like we go in terms of the Will Natalie stuff, it's like you go from an intense scene of like mother-in-law Will kind of showdown until like Natalie screaming. So yeah. And Helen's trying to be there, but Maggie's basically like, fuck off. Like, I got this. (laughs) Basically. And Natalie's like, yeah, Helen, you should just leave. I'll be fine. And Maggie's basically like, fuck off. (laughs) So, and she's asking for Will, which is also like, she's like, where's Will? And Helen's like, oh, I don't know. And she's like, but he, you know, it's like. Okay. Okay. Let's think about this here, because there's a couple of moments that, like... There's a
1: couple moments here where I'm just like, that happened. Okay. So, we're in the early stages of Manstead, and, like, yeah, they're friends, but, like, there's something between them, and I think they both know that. And, like, you're okay with him seeing
0: you like that? I mean, I guess it's, like, they're all doctors, like... I mean, yeah, get but- it? I get that you don't obviously want your, like potential future boyfriend or whatever to like see you like that um because that's you know but yeah i guess she did not really care because it's like again like doctor you know. yeah but like you can't unsee that no i i yeah i know
1: <laughs> yeah i thought that was interesting i was like you're putting a lot of
0: faith in his professionalism yeah well okay. especially coming from a guy who's like presumably very little ob experience it's not like he's an OBGYN doctor right like i come from can, the world of plastics can
1: guarantee the number of babies will halstead has delivered he could count on one hand
0: yeah probably
1: yeah i feel confident in that one
0: yeah So, anyway, so she's trying to deliver the baby, and the baby is sunny side up, and so the OB, who, that's her first appearance too, and I can never remember her name. Oh, 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 um, Wachowski?
1: Is that who that is? I think so. She's the one Will made out with,
0: right? Is she the one? I think. Then that just got a whole lot weirder if you really think about it. (laughs) Yeah, it did. (laughs) I don't remember. I got to go back and I'm going to look at IMDb once we switch sections here in a second. Yeah. But um, so the will be's like, let's do a C-section. This is how we got to do it. And Maggie's like, I can turn the baby because she's a midwife. And the will be like, no, we're not going to do this. And Maggie's like, Natalie, trust me. I can do this. And so Natalie, of course, is like, let's listen to Maggie. And Maggie is the fucking boss and got the baby turned.
1: There's another friendship that's changed forever.
0: Yeah, a whole different different level. It's a whole other level. The thing is, too, is like, how long is... Do we know how long Natalie's worked at med? We don't. Because she and Maggie seem very close. Like, if you presume that she just kind of started working at med like a year ago, she and Maggie seem very close for people who just met like a year ago. So much so that Maggie is like, now your midwife and basically delivering your baby. Yeah, that's a good. So point. like, when did Natalie just come to Med in general?
1: I wonder if we're. I wonder if we're just like supposed to assume that like Natalie was at Med when the backdoor pilot happened. Not like at at Med, but like was working at. So med I med yeah, no, I know what you
0: mean. Yeah. Like just like we're supposed to assume that like Ethan was there too, and like yeah, no, I get <laughs> like I you know yeah I get it, but it's like yeah, but anyway, so yeah, so baby's here i mean it looks a little touchy go but we obviously all know how this ends up because we know that owen's alive and still well so owen's born um and owen's irish for little fighter so that's why natalie names them which is very cute dot that one down for trivia yep and one. yeah and basically then you end the end episode ends and you've got like the whole cast you know everyone coming to celebrate her and you know see owen and like even connor comes back from the dinner or whatever um shows up and like it's it's a very nice moment
1: it's so nice yeah Yeah. like the way they all come together for her at the end is really sweet
0: well, I feel like on Med, we never got a lot of that because there's so many different storylines. That mm-hmm. like there were those years a little bit where they like sometimes would come to Molly's, but I feel like you very much didn't get like a ton of like whole cast moments. So like it was nice to see that because I feel like Med it didn't have as many of those.
1: Right, right. To this day, I don't think we get a lot of squad
0: moments with Med. No, very not many at all. No. Like, PD, so. they all work together on the case, so, like, you get quite a few of those, and then same with Fire. Like, it's just different on those shows. But med, they're all kind of in their own corners. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So then we've got Sarah, and Sarah has, you know, it's one of those, like, one of those, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Right, Rites of passage of being oh, a doctor. Yes. Yeah, so... After Natalie goes into labor, she asks Dr. Charles for help because she basically has to tell the family that this kid has Krabbe disease and is basically going to deteriorate over time. And so Dr. Charles just does what he does. He explains everything so eloquently. He makes everything sound so easy. Just like, yeah, simple. So... He breaks it down. He's like, you know, you want to be careful with this. You want to explain it this way, all that stuff. And she just kind of stares at him. And then he's like, what if I do it with you? And she does great. She really does. Um, you know, she answers the questions. She's straightforward. She does everything Dr. Charles tells her to do. Um, but it all catches up to her later because she goes to the bathroom and she's just sobbing. Because, I mean, obviously this kid is going to basically lose all functions pretty quickly. Mm-hmm so the parents tell the child dr charles helps and it basically ends in sarah watching dr charles help the kid make a video this kid makes a video explaining how to like tie his shoes for his little brother because when that time comes he's not gonna be able to
0: i was like wanting to sob at this point i was yeah
1: my god just like rip my heart out and stomp on it thanks yeah um yeah it's it's a it's a rite of passage for sarah unfortunately so yeah um yeah Thank God for Dr. Charles.
0: Also, quick update. So mm-hmm. it is Dr. Pachevsky. Ah, okay. So fun fact. So she played a random doctor with no name on one episode of PD back in season seven. And then she's played Pachevsky on fire in five episodes. And she's been in 16 episodes of Med. She was in a few more in season one. And then she's not seen again till five. Okay. Season five of med.
1: all right all Stayed. right i like how she's pachevsky and everything but that season seven episode
0: yeah randomly and that like happened after she had already played pachevsky on fire and med someone needs to fix that credit uh yeah she was doctor seven <laughs> episode seven eight i think that's when purges finds out she's pregnant oh it says after injuring her yeah it is after injuring herself while pursuing a suspect Burgess receives a shocking diagnosis she, she's still dr Pachevsky. it's the same universe right. she's yeah. doctor she's credited as doctor though oh, but I it's pachewsky so yes that is correct yeah
1: so we have the tiniest of blurbs here with Ethan it's literally two the seasons. most
0: random storyline it really is though like why I mean it was why <laughs>
1: Literally, all this is, is that Ethan is stitching up this kid's face because he was, like, riding a bike or something and he fell. I don't know. So, he stitches up the kid's face and then the kid comes in later as the victim of a drive-by.
0: It literally had nothing to do with anything. And that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: The end. It was like, oh, we've got to give something to Ethan. Okay, cool. Like, this is be Ethan storyline. Yeah.
1: So that's med.
0: Yeah. Also, you had a comment in here, and I thought this too. Why can April call time of death?
1: Yeah, that
0: that got that confused me a little bit. Because a doctor's standing right there. Is that why? Like know. you know, she's not in the room by herself or something like that.
1: I Google, but my phone's on the other side of the room.
0: Can a nurse, uh, call time of death? Apparently, Maine, Texas, and New York are three states that allow a license are into to call death. But not Illinois? Mm, I'm trying to find something that's, like, actually legit. I'll keep looking. <laughs> okay. So, then we move into fire.
1: So... <laughs> this fire episode is just basically more of us staring at the screen being like they gave void a show
0: i literally the whole time i was like they expected how did we how did we get duped into like rooting for this guy at one point i know i know i like thinking this was like a good idea like who thought this was a good idea
1: because like he is next level evil in these in these episodes of fire
0: yeah this is like really bad
1: so bad it's so bad okay So we'll start off with Casey and Voight. And so Gabby and Hallie meet to discuss Casey in this whole situation. Mm -hmm. And, like, Hallie even says, Hallie's like, he won't listen to me, but I know he'll listen to you. Yeah. So, like, I think she's starting to know that, like, "Mm,
0: I think I'm kind of, like, the second pick here. I don't even think that's it. I think she just knows that, like, Casey and Gabby are really close friends and... That if anyone if she's not going to listen to Hallie then the next person he's probably going to listen to is Gabby because remember Severide and Casey aren't really back like this is kind of the first episode where they're like kind of getting back to being friends yeah like they're being like nice to each other this is the first time in this season so like if it's not Hallie and we don't have Severide in the picture and obviously Andy is not around to like who's not who's left but like then it's Gabby
1: Yeah, true. Gabby's almost like afraid of Hallie, too. She's just like, hi, why am I here? Yeah. So uh, basically, Hallie wants Gabby to convince Matt not to testify because she's scared. She's got a feeling that like some shit's going to happen. And so Voight shows up to the graffiti call from the very beginning of this episode. We'll get into the call more later. But Voight shows up as like a total intimidation tactic. He has no reason to be there. He's just like, yes i'm gonna roll up because i can roll up oh my god it's so bad and so like every like bowden's like we've got this under control like get the fuck out of here what are you doing and then voight has to make a comment about hallie and that's it for matt matt just lunges at voight and then severide holds him back and like this man got a show
0: yeah what i know
1: So, Bowden calls Casey into his office after the call and basically is like, get your shit together. Yep. Pull it together. And Matt's just like, but, 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 and he's like, no, there won't be another warning. And even Severide's on board the trade with Bowden here. Severide's like, if you want to hit something, I will take you to my friend's gym. But like, yeah, pull it together. Yeah. So, later on, Gabby finds Casey in the locker room and we get this. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, just what you need, right? One more person asking how you're doing. I don't know give me a rat's ass, I guess. So, how are you holding up? I'm just hoping that luck's on my side, because in terms of me being able to control the situation, it hasn't
0: worked out so well. Um... But I guess there there is one more thing you could do to end this whole thing, right? Have you thought about retracting your statement?
1: Would you? I would think about it. Okay, now that you have. Why would you advise me to do something you wouldn't? So Casey's trying, but like, really, it's too much for him. And so um, they're on a call with a bus and Bowdoin just kind of t- can tell that like Casey's not he's not with it. So Bowden sends him home early. He's like, get out of here because you're just fucking shut up. So truck gets back from their call and Sev is like, where's my bestie? Where'd he go? And my ex bestie, my ex bestie. That's right. Because mom and dad are still fighting. Yes. Yes. So, Severi goes to talk about this with Bowdoin, and we get this. Chief. I am not taking any more chances. He's doing the right thing. He's getting his ass kicked for it. You don't think I know that? Then he needs to be here, or we can keep an eye on him. Kelly, I tried that already. So he's better off out there, by himself. Pissed off, not thinking straight. This is a firehouse. Not some of the time, not for some of the calls. Any man who walks through that door, he got to be ready. If he isn't, he's going to be walking in the other direction. Because I'm a chief first, and I'm a friend second. Casey's just going to have to find his own way from now on.
0: So... This whole line where Bowdoin says, because I'm a chief first and a friend second, do you still, obviously we're like 11 years later, do you still think that's true about the way Bowdoin handles things? I do. I do. What do you think? I don't know. I think it depends sometimes on the situation. I think most of the time he definitely thinks with a chief um, first, and I still think he knows. I think he has a good balance of being a chief and a friend. I think sometimes, though depending again what the situation is i think sometimes he definitely if it means doing the right thing he's gonna be a friend first and not necessarily a chief
1: i think the line is definitely more blurred now than it was in season yes yeah for
0: sure i think i was kind of surprised or taken aback i should guess at like how much he's not like how much the lines aren't blurred in season one that he feels way more chief bowden than like friendly Chief Bowden, if that makes sense, like he is now. Like, he feels less like Papa Bear Bowden in these episodes and more just, like, strictly Chief Bowden. Yeah. And, like, I definitely did not remember that at all. So I'm kind of taken aback by, like, how much I'm like, this is not the same, like, warm and fuzzy Bowden yet. Like, we're not there yet. It's
1: wild. It's like we're watching three completely different shows from the ones we have now. It
0: really is. It feels just, like, it's, like, wild. Yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. For sure. So everyone in the house is... They're pissed for Casey. So like Cruz and Mills are like, we're going to go do something about it. We're going to handle this. And Herman's like, you're going to sit the fuck down.
0: And he's it's like, we're going to do more than TP a house. And it's yeah. like, okay. I like how that's where our like standard, of, like our bar is it's like, cause that's yeah. kind of low then. Pretty low, pretty low. So Gabby gets
1: a call from Antonio, but he doesn't really have an update. She's pissed, but he's like, you've just got to sit tight and like, have some faith in me. Cause I'll get it done. Like just chill. Yeah. So then back at Casey's house, hallie is like let's leave like let's just get the fuck out of here and go somewhere they can't find us and like let this blow over and like she's got a de- decent point but yeah. then they get interrupted by a knock at the door the police have a warrant to search his house because of a tip that he has cocaine you guys Boyd planted cocaine in matt casey's house yep
0: that is a thing that hank Boyd did And yet we're still supposed to root for this guy. He got his own show. How? Yeah.
1: Jesus. Yeah. So Hallie finds it in the kitchen and she's just kind of like, oh, fuck. So Casey's able to get them to leave by calling Antonio and having him vouch for them. And they basically just like flush it down the toilet. And when Hallie comes back in the kitchen, Casey's gone. So, like, Casey's gone nuclear. As, like, as he should.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I would have gone nuclear, but I think his feelings are obviously valid,
1: for sure. The the head of intelligence planted cocaine in Matt Casey's house. Not the head of intelligence at that point, but yes. But yes. They now head of intelligence. Yes, correct. In case you needed any further evidence that white men fail up. Yeah. yeah yeah so casey's gone he goes to Voight's house and punches him in the face yeah yep so boy grabs his gun from around his ankle and holds it up at casey and then slides it towards him
0: and just threatens him just casual just this just is like, the whole scene where i was watching it and i was like Voight is fucking nuts i mean we already knew that but i was like why do we root for this man like i was like what the fuck fucking insane it really is crazy whoever's idea it actually was to like use void as a spinoff and not antonio i'm like well to use them together well no but i'm saying i guess i should say to make void the main lead over antonio it's insane or to have void involved in it at all
1: And I mean, look, I get that at this point in time, the intent was just to, like, create a villain. They did not intend to make a spinoff character at all. It's just still, when you look at the fact that these are the same character, it's kind of mind-blowing.
0: I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's
1: crazy. So crazy. So, yeah, Voight's just basically like, you're gonna have to shoot me, because that's the only thing that's gonna stop me from, you know protecting my son and Casey Casey doesn't have it in him he just he's Casey there's no no but he
0: has that moment it like finally because he's in such a rage he's basically running on adrenaline that like Voight sitting there he like kind of Casey like breaks out of it and then he just like he's like what the fuck was I about to do yeah I was literally he was like I was literally about to stoop to Voight's levels like who the fuck am I and he just like backs off and he leaves Casey went dark uh yeah yeah real dark so yeah. he
1: he shows back up to 51 and he goes straight to Bowden's office and apologizes. And Bowden's like, okay, like you can come back to work. That's fine. So they all get called to this really big apartment fire and Casey and two others, they get trapped inside of an apartment. So Casey and Seb do Casey and Seb things, you know, just, just casual. Like let's just bust out the window and like float to the ground. Cool. Let's do it. Yeah. Everyone gets out safely because
0: of course, like, of course. It was just so nice to see, like, because obviously it's been six episodes at this point, and they're, like, this is the first time they're really talking to each other. And it's just so nice to see these two be nice to each other again. Like It really is. It's like, it's
1: just so nice. Mommy and Daddy aren't fighting anymore. Not totally. Not totally, no. I feel like if I'm, like, trapped in a fire in Chicago and Severide shows up, like, instant relief. I'm just like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm getting saved today. Or if Casey had showed up. Yeah, either one, both. I'd be like, fuck yeah. I'm cool. I'm going to see.
0: I'm going to make it out of here alive.
1: Yeah. I'm like snapping selfies on the way down. I'm like, I know I'm okay. Casey and Sever here. We're good. Yeah. 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 Yep. So the guy they saved in the fire, his name's Curtis, he sees Casey's name on the back of his jacket and turns out he agrees to help him and wear a wire because he recognizes he's like, wait, you're the firefighter that's got the issue with Voight. So casey's like no i want to be there i'm gonna watch this go down and antonio agrees and it works and boy gets arrested thank god he's so evil in these first couple episodes oh my god
0: yeah and it's kind of funny though how like antonio is so confident that like there he's like there's no way we can beat this and it's like cut to the end of the season like yeah 10 seasons later yeah, we'll cut to the like ten episodes from now when Void's getting out, and so we end up with a whole PD backdoor. It's like, yeah. okay, yep, yep. So
1: then they're all at Mills's mom's diner, and just kind of like not celebrating, but like it's it's basically their mollies before Molly's exist. They're celebrating without actually celebrating. Bingo, bingo. And uh,
0: Severi kind of uses Shay to get some intel on Elise. I thought, I, this was kind of random, but I thought it was so funny because it's just like, you ask her. No, you you ask her. Yeah. It's just like, it's just funny. Imagine if the cycle of Severide had
1: begun with Elise Mills. Oh, God. Man. Peter Mills would have lost his mind. Yeah. Jeez.
0: But it started with Renee, so. It's, or did it start with Nikki? Ah. Eh. If you want to argue if you want to call it that i guess you count his like one night stand with her as the circle i guess you do i mean yeah because he slept with her and then like forgot it ever happened do i eventually need to keep if i'm like making my list should i keep a list of like all of severides like people (laughs) we're gonna be here for such a long time
1: like truly track the circle of severide we could literally do an entire, like, four-hour episode on the circle of Severi, just going through all of his partners. Breaking overall. down
0: every encounter Severi Yeah,
1: as with the woman. A whole episode dedicated to Severi's
0: sexual encounters. It basically have to be, what, like, the first four seasons? Because, like, yeah. by season five, he's, like, kind of flirting around with Stella, and then Anna, and then back to Stella in season six. So, like, I really think it's just, like, really the first four. This is really why we need the AMPTP to strike a deal with SAG,
1: so that we don't have. That's to why That's worse do that sitting episode. here like,
0: are we going to track Severin's sexual like? Hookups?
1: Yeah, yeah. Are we going to do an episode about every time Severin had sex?
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're desperate. Yeah, or maybe I'll just track like the bigger ones, like the actual like. I'll. I'll I want to track something. I'll come up with something. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> Start out with Nikki, and then yeah. And then the farmer rat. I feel like, you know, you know what we need to end up doing? It needs to be one of those, you know, how like in like magazines or whatever, they create those like maps and it's like so-and-so hooked up with this person, but they kiss that part. Like, you know, those maps that just, have, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like that just needs to be like severed and then like arrows coming out of it's like. It's
1: literally just going to be like severed in the center and it's going to be a full circle, like with just arrows pointing out to each person to be like, had sex with, slept with, like hooked up with engaged too it's just gonna be like a circle married married oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: we get no i was gonna say we got one of those we get two of those unfortunately two of those
1: yes engaged we get like three or four times three or four times he was engaged before the show started yeah the first renee did he ask the second renee to marry him when he found out she was pregnant i don't think so
0: yes i think so maybe, maybe a casual conversation i don't remember
1: okay never mind him he and britney never got engaged they just straight up got married
0: yeah and then like i would say stella's married because like they yeah were engaged, they technically so they, the they were engaged you know whatever yeah and then he never got engaged to anna so what's up with the men
1: of one chicago and like their serial engagements Severide, Ruzik, Jay, and, like, the Britney Spears 24-hour in
0: Vegas wedding. Cruise. <laughs> yeah. the One, like, episode Fucking engagement box. to Otis's cousin for, like, a hot yes! second.
1: I forgot about that! Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: there is something to keep track of. The one Chicago man and how many times they've been engaged. <laughs> Will. Listen. Oh, yeah. Yep. Ethan. Yeah, Will's only one will is only once ethan i think is twice with april right
0: yes question
1: the- yeah april twice well april three times don't forget tate
0: were they eng- yeah i guess they were engaged
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. that would be a good trivia trivia question like which one chicago character has been engaged the most times
0: But it's got to be April then. It depends. Do you count the same character? Like if Ethan and April, do you count it twice? Like they're engaged twice? I count it twice because they're two separate engagements. Yeah, true. With like time in between.
1: Yeah, because like their first engagement ended badly because I think April kissed Crockett. But then the second one, like all the bullshit had subsided and they were like, let's just do this.
0: Yeah. I got lots of things to keep track of. The next time we get to do trivia, it's on point.
1: We're desperate, amptp. Please help us, please. We're desperate, <laughs> please. Oh my goodness, Ugh. yeah. So uh, Severide uses Shay to ask about Elise, and then when Hallie shows up, Gabby's just kind of making eyes of like total jealousy. Of no like, way, yeah. It's yeah. like intense. She wants what Hallie has. Yeah, and she
0: knows it now
1: yep yep but for now the void thing is over for now for now thank god because like my goodness yeah Ooh, it was bad it was bad next up we've got gabby The Go right ahead. yes
0: oh gabby 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 yep gabby so gabby's got her suspension hearing coming up and, of course, Mouch being the union rep, like, takes her side, and he's, like, talking to her about, you know, what it could be. And it could be up to 100 days. So it's not, like, oh, a little, like, you know, infraction. It's could be, it's pretty serious. Yeah. So they end up getting called to this bus crash that we kind of talked about briefly earlier, and it's caused by some gunshots. So Gabby and Shay are treating one of the victims, but there's too much trauma to the mouth. So Gabby's like, hey, let's do a surgical crake. And, of course that's not approved in the field but she's like let's go ahead and do it anyway but given what's kind of going on shay takes over and does it instead and like when they kind of come back gabby's like a little kind of annoyed with shay that like shay did that and shay's like listen like i am trying to help you out but be like did you ever think about the fact that like i don't want to get another partner for you know how long like i kind of did it to benefit me too so plus that would uh, have been her third strike yeah so it's like I'm saving your ass, but I'm also saving my ass. Mm-hmm. So Mouch takes Gabby later on. Mouch takes Gabby to like practice for her hearing. He's like trying to tell her all these like tips and tricks and like the what not to do basically. She's basically like, don't be yourself. Yeah. It's like basically what it is. And like she's struggling. Like she cannot, like everything he says, he's like, just stick to straight facts no you know opinion and like she'll ask him a question and she's like well I thought and he's like no you don't say thought I did you know it's like she can't get it right
1: yeah yeah and then when he's like he's like you have to look relaxed and like smile and she just gives like the most awkward like she just can't do it
0: yeah so They go to this apartment fire that we, again, we already kind of touched on in the Casey stuff. And there are a bunch of, you know, people that are not responsive. And, like, Hatcher has not made it to the scene yet. So they can't wait for him. And so Bowden's like, Gabby, you're in charge, you know, in in the scene. So there's, of course, another woman that needs to get criked. Because apparently they do this, like, three times an episode now. (laughs) And, of course, the paramedic who's actually treating the woman doesn't know how to do it. So, of course, like, Gabby takes over and, you know, does it. And, like, Hatcher arrives literally, like, just at that time and, like, watches. And he doesn't really make, like, a ton of comments. But, like, Gabby does it successfully. So he kind of just, like, shuts up. But, it's, like, how many times can someone get criked in one episode?
1: <laughs> I mean, that that's like on most medical shows where, like, there always happens to be a medical emergency. And you're like, can this person please live?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we get to Gabby's hearing and she literally doesn't listen to anything Mouch tells her to do. Gabriella Dawson is charged with willful neglect of protocol and of practicing a medical procedure that she was neither trained nor certified. No, I have to... been trained in that procedure
1: and I knew exactly what I was doing and how much time we didn't have. I'm also currently taking pre-med classes where I've restudied every procedure. I'm, I'm sorry. Doing. And I am studying for my pilot's license, Miss Dawson. But that does not mean I can land a 747 in a blizzard. But you would sure as hell try if you were about to crash. You are lucky that girl is alive or there would be criminal charges pending against you. If saving a kid's life is now a criminal offense, then maybe it's your damn protocol is out of whack and the wrong people are making the rules.
0: I mean, it's a nice defense of herself, but Match is like, this is not what I know. He's so mad. Yeah, he's so mad. And so they end up going, like, taking a little recess and they go in the hallway or whatever. And, like, Match is trying to, like, stall for time. Because what he ends up doing, he basically had a backup plan because he kind of knew Gabby was probably going to end up going, like, full Gabby. And he has the girl that Gabby saved and her family show up as witnesses and basically, like, testify on Gabby's behalf. Um, but I just love how Mash is like, yeah, I kind of knew that this was not going to go well. I had, like, a backup plan. He had a backup plan. Oh, yeah. Mouch. So Gabby ends up only getting, you know, a three-shift suspension, um so they're throwing her a suspension party which is like it's also kind of wild that they're like throwing a party and like when Otis is talking about the details and trying like arrange stuff it's like oh yeah they don't have Molly's yet like they can't just like go to Molly's
1: I like I can't wait to get to that point when like they're they're like Molly's
0: is born yeah so what they end up doing because obviously Gabby's losing some money from this whole thing so Herman, Cruz and Otis so they had this graffiti call at the beginning of the episode and the whole time Herman's kind of like bitching a fit because he's like why would people pay for graffiti? That's so stupid. blah 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 you know like typical Herman comments about graffiti like yeah. And so basically what they end up doing is they take down the graffiti from that call in the beginning of the episode and they end up cutting out that piece and selling it basically to help put a dent in Gabby's lost money. Which yep. is very sweet to them. but It is very sweet. Yeah. It's interesting that, like, what I thought about it, I was like, Fire only had two storylines. Like, you had the and void stuff, and then you had Gabby, and, like, that's pretty much it. There's usually,
1: like, 15 things going on in an episode That's what of Fire. I'm saying.
0: I was like, oh. I guess the early seasons were different, but I was like, oh.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, any other thoughts on Fire? No good episodes. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was a good episode. So, Owen is born, Voight's in jail, and now we gotta bring it home with the first ever PD SVU crossover. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's PD time. Let's stretch it. I slept wrong last night, and, like, this side of my neck hurts, and so, like, if I, like, move, I'm like, ow! Gotta be careful. I went to put my hair up earlier, and I was like, pain! Yeah perils of being old but yes all right this is like one of my
0: favorites of pd this is such i mean i i don't necessarily go back and watch this for the svu stuff but like there's just so many good moments in this episode yeah
1: a lot of good moments and the the story in this one is told so well like, they cram in so much in an hour, and it doesn't feel rushed. It feels well, almost like it's a It's also just
0: really nice, because it's definitely not one of those crossovers where, like, you can just watch this episode and be like, oh, yeah, that's the SVU part. Okay, cool. Like, I got it. Like, that's what happened on SVU. Because some of them, it's like, okay, well, I didn't watch that part. And, like, yeah, I kind of get the gist of what's going on, but it probably would have helped if I watched, like, the first part. Yeah. But this one, you definitely did not have to watch SVU, and, like, I, you totally get what's going on.
1: Yeah, this is an independent one, but it, it's also, it's so good. Like, it's so good. I love this one. Okay, so we start off, a dead body has shown up in Chicago. It's matching both one they had found two days ago and a series of killi- a series of killings in New York. So this all happens within, like, the first two minutes. So that happens. They're looking at the body, whatever. We cut over to New York, and it's Finn and Rollins. Hey, what's up?
0: They're headed do to ever Chicago. you wonder, maybe this is just me, like, do you ever wonder, like, and I get this, obviously, as a crossover, but it's like, how do they know to, like, specifically call, like, Finns and Rollins and be like, oh, yeah, those are the people that are working this case. Like, how do they get connected? It's a like, great question. Like, oh, yeah, question. let's just call
1: it New York. I mean, are they the only special victims unit in all of the city?
0: Like... I don't know. I mean, I guess, but it's also, like... I don't know, it's like, oh yeah, it's like, almost like they just like casually all know each other, and it's like, oh yeah, okay, let me just call my friends in New York, I, like, it's fine.
1: Like, does every city have a special victims unit? I don't know. I, yeah, no, I have questions. That's a great question. Because, like, New York's a big city. One unit can't service the full city. I don't know. That's Not a good question. Not trying
0: to, like, okay, this is from Cora, so take with it what you, uh will but apparently every borough in new york has a special victims unit okay and typically only large police departments and like law enforcement agencies like in you know big cities or large countries have svu have special victims units
1: okay so they're they're obviously manhattan's svu then uh, okay, I guess it makes sense then. If they're if they're solely Manhattan-based and the crimes happened in Manhattan and they were you know sexual abuse crimes, then I guess it makes
0: sense. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, but, yeah, but it's just it's just one of those things where it's like obviously it's TV magic, but like it's just like in real life, if this situation were to happen, like okay, it's like <laughs> because in the
1: Dick Wolf universe, intelligence and SVU are the only cop units to exist in uh, Chicago Ever. and New York. Yeah
0: and then you have the fbi but that's a whole different thing
1: yeah 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 that's true now they exist too true story i need to go back and finish international that's another show yeah i I never i feel like
0: i watched like two episodes of season two and that was it yeah yeah
1: so yeah we cut to finn and rollins and they're coming to chicago and it's kind of like the wolf universe version of avengers assemble basically especially in the early days yeah yeah for sure for sure so these horrible attacks are happening on the Riverwalk, and there is literally nothing on the per, Like, absolutely nothing. So Boyd's like, okay, everybody just go to the Riverwalk and just, like, see what you can find. Now, this is back in the day when they actually used to interact about things that were not the case. And, like, play with
0: each other and banter. The good old days, when we actually found out backstory that wasn't tied to a case. But actually, though...
1: But actually, though, so we've got a couple little like funny bits here. So Jay is teasing Al about serving in Italy. He's basically just like, "Mm, what happened while you were like stomping on grapes over there? Well, that's our
0: first time we like know anything. It's the first time Jay really talks about like what unit he's in. Like that's the first time we talk about like all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Hilarious. Platt's roasting Burgess because Burgess is excited to answer the phones. Although Platt was just straight up mean this episode.
0: Yeah, it was, like, for, even for Platt, it was, like, okay.
1: Yeah, it was too much. And then, of course, when they go to the Riverwalk, Erin's, like, running as part of her, like, undercover thing, and Adam's giving her crap for, like, breathing too
0: loud into the mic. And she's, like, I've been running for an hour. Bite me, Ruzik! Yeah. Oh, I miss those days. I miss them. I, I miss them so
1: much. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So... Like, yeah, that, those, just, those were the days. So Antonio does ask Burgess. He's like, listen, like, we got to go. Can you please man the phones and in intelligence? And she is, like, so, like, tickled. She's just like, he knows I exist.
0: Like, yes, I will do anything.
1: Yeah, she's like, absolutely. I will answer the phones. Like, nobody's answered the phones before. Yeah. So they find a guy there who snatches purses, but he knows that, like, he he's not the guy. He's not at all the guy uh he but he notes that he had seen somebody suspicious earlier that morning this is also back in the day when the action sequences were basically just jesse running for miles this was that day yeah yeah, yeah. uh there's also some like parkour in this chase sequence because he literally like jumps the bridge onto the top of like whatever that is to get mm-hmm. to the ground yeah Th- these are those days when they were just like jesse run and don't the stop. good old days the good old days come back to us pd Ugh, it hurts so finn and rollins are here they have arrived and platt gives them the hardest time at the desk she's so mean so mean oh my god but the the whole office bit did crack me up because finn's like you guys call each other office right here right and she's just like what like Huh? And then, of course, like she calls Kim and she's like, Office Burgess, can you come down here, please?
0: Well, my favorite is then they go upstairs and Finn's like, So what the fuck is basically up with your desk sergeant? And they're just like, Yeah. I love Al. He's
1: like, There's not enough time in the day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Not enough
1: time. So that's happening and then of course we cut over to the scene where like it's antonio and jen and adam and adam is all into rollins he's like she's got 10 things going on all of them good what does that even mean
0: it's just ruzik being his like baby ruzik is such a dumbass yeah that was not a good no
1: he's just like baby ruzik is just such a little shithead you just want to like smack him and be like can you pull yourself together please yeah, but he has evolved into one hell of a man. So don't come for me for saying that. Yeah, love him. So yeah, and Antonio and Jin give him crap, and just like I feel so bad every time I see Jin because I it becomes more and more clear to me that he just did not fit in with intelligence. No, not at all.
0: No, he's like I just. I truly forgot how little he was in these episodes. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, Jin, season one. Like, of course. And then I'm like, he was a main character. And I'm like, I guess technically he was. But it's like, he's barely in these episodes.
1: Yeah. Yep. And when he is, he's like, he's not saying anything, like, vital
0: to the plot. Not really. That doesn't happen till like, the end of season one. When he dies. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: So we find this Jeffrey Baker guy and i mean this man just screams psychopath yeah he's got like this shit-eating grin he is such a dick and like aaron and jay are just like well tell us like why were you at the river walk like when were you there and he's like you should watch this video on youtube about not talking to cops bruh yeah dude uh oh he's such a dick but yeah jay leans into his face and jay's just like wipe that stupid smile off your face i'm not gonna say it even though i really want to say it i miss him so much. (laughs) i miss him so much jen come home damn it but it's not that baker guy he is not our problem because while this is happening another victim pops up so like while they're interrogating him so aaron and antonio go to the hospital to talk to her and like she recants this story in graphic detail yeah it's it's about as graphic as you can get for network tv yes it's 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 gruesome. It's pretty gruesome. So, but we do find out that she managed to scratch the guy right in the eye. So, Burgess takes it upon herself. She calls all the pharmacies within like a two block area and tries to find out if there was like a guy who fits the description who like hurt his eye and was buying gauze or anything. That leads them to Neil Vance. So, just let's just take a moment here and like recognize the true hero of this episode, which is Miss Kimberly Burgess. Yes. She solved the case. Yep. Because she's a badass. And she always has been. We love her. We stand. I do love that scene, though, when they're like, where the hell did you go? And she explains it. And then, like, Antonio gives her the wink. And then Voice just like, you're going places. Yeah. She's so excited. I love it.
0: Rhonda, take it from here. Please. Okay. So basically this ends. there's not much left so basically they head to the hotel but instead they see baker instead of vance and but first we got to talk about like the adam and al banter because if you remember too like al still kind of pissed at adam for what happened in the previous episode and at first he told out you know he told adam not to come back and there's like stuff before that too but like we have this banter and it's
1: quit acting like a cop
0: Just for the record, my dad—he did buy me a skateboard. Good for you. Santa Cruz, black deck, silver trucks, orange wheels. I
1: can still do a nose grind down a handrail, baby. True story. I'm not a robot, Alvin. Love me or leave me, man. Love me. Al.
0: You Fischer really swear to God. Prison, I like that.
1: Adam's daddy issues or daddy issuing? Yeah. The love me or leave me, so precious. I know,
0: I know, love it, and I just miss them.
1: That's like the moral of the story, and I miss them so much. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Al's doing in Chicago Heaven? Like, what storylines is he getting?
0: <laughs> uh, it's a great question. He's taking care of Justin for sure. Well, he's got Lexi, and Lexi he's keeping an eye on uh justin he's got lexi he's probably like well unfortunately i've got to be friends with like benny and um i don't know who else he's basically the herman of chicago heaven he's the one that everybody goes to
1: for advice oh yeah oh yeah but also he must be so happy that he and lexi are together yeah that's sad (sighs) force him out for al
0: yeah
1: yeah i just yeah I, i miss him i miss jay i miss everybody
0: yeah yeah so anyway so they get the guy they get him in custody and basically they're like well he's all lawyered up and it's like this point they're like well not for long put him in the cage and it's just like and at that's, one point, I think it's Finn that basically makes the comment. It's like, "What's the cage?" And it's just like,
1: "That's you don't literally want like
0: to know. not how this works."
1: Yeah, that's not how this works. Like, no. you can't. He's lawyered up. You can't tear him away from his lawyer and stick him in the cage. No.
0: And yet, yeah, boy, even comes a point he like dismisses Jay and Adam, and then like basically fucks Baker up. Yep. Yeah. And then Voight pulls a knife out, knife, a knife out. I can't speak and threatens to chop his ear off. It's just how Voight says hello. Yeah, and it's like, well, and like you said, it's like, so where's the lawyer?
1: Exactly. If he's all lawyered up, air quotes, there's no
0: attorney is ever going to let their client out of their sight like that. No way. Yeah. So then of course we go off to Navy Pier and for the kind of final showdown and yeah.
1: The iconic scene. This is like one of my favorite Adam moments of all time. Yeah. He kind of like grows up right before our eyes in the like in this sequence. Like he like I feel like in the first couple episodes, he's like playing a cop. And like in this moment, he becomes a cop. Yeah.
0: When I just, like you said, it's that. It's absolutely, you got Al with the sniper shot, and then Jay's kind of just watching him. Like, it's just, it's such a good scene. It really is. You get your first tiny burst of crumbs, like, it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah.
1: This is, this is one of those cases that just, like, is actually really entertaining and, like, pulls you in.
0: Yeah. And very easy to follow. Yeah. Because remember when they used to do those?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's the end of the case. And then you've got, like, a little bit of, like, Aaron Linstead.
1: Oh, no, this is a lot of bit of Aaron and Linstead.
0: No, but, like, not as much. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: You, you can take us through this one. Go so, ahead.
0: So, yeah. So, basically, the episode starts and Aaron's returning from a flight from somewhere, which they literally never talk about, like, where the fuck was Aaron? Like, was she in New York? Is that what we're presuming? no what was she doing I don't know what the, where the hell was she well and then like the whole scene so basically like she runs into a whole friend from high school and like her suitcase gets knocked out like the stuff that's in her suitcase is like so random and obviously very well just for like tv purposes because there's like I didn't even notice nothing, it's like literally nothing in there it's like three like random pieces of clothing and you're like what like what some random PA was tasked with, well, like, probably, packing it. Well, like, normally, you know, like, if you travel somewhere, your carry-on's probably, like, full. And you've yeah. got, like, bags of toiletries and shoes in there. And I feel like all that falls out of her suitcase is, like, four pieces of random clothing. And it's, like, <laughs> not obviously how anyone would pack. But anyway, I digress <laughs> on that. So she runs into this old friend from high school. And she is, like, a bitch. And... So she's like, oh, well, how are you? And she's like, what are you doing? And Aaron's like, I'm a cop. And she basically is like, oh, well, you're a cop? She's like, I thought you would have thought you would have been running from them. Not, you know, being one. And It's like this. Bitch. Rude. Yeah. And so they have some kind of like class reunion coming up, right? Yeah. So then, this. okay. I started thinking about this a lot today when I was finishing rewatching this. So. If they're having a class reunion, unless you're having it in some random ass year, usually you have like 10 years, 20. And then maybe after that, you can go like every five years, 10 years, whatever. Erin's not been out of high school for 20 years. Because she's not like 38. So like, are we to assume this is just some random reunion or is this like her 10 year reunion?
1: If this is her 10 year and it's 2014, then she graduated high school the same year I did.
0: But you know what I'm saying is, like, you don't usually have, like, you have a 10-year reunion, usually. Yeah, you don't have random-ass reunions. Right, like, maybe at some point you get into, like, every five years, but mostly it's, like, every 10 years.
1: Even that's too much, in my opinion. Um, I think it was her 10-year.
0: So then that makes her, like, 28, 29. It's, like, somewhere in that, like, my age, basically.
1: I think so, because remember, when, when Nadia
0: dies, it's Aaron's 30th. Uh, yeah that would make sense yep that would make sense because that's season two okay yep i was finally. trying to think i was like just the things anyway a not timeline the thing point. that makes sense finally the one thing that actually may make sense is that yeah. this was aaron's tenure but actually though and it kind of lines up i don't think they even plan to do that on purpose but anyway <laughs> so and the lady kind of assumes that she's single. She's like, oh, well, I think some of the girls are, like, getting a limo and blah, blah, blah. And you can probably go with them. And Aaron's like, actually, I have a date. Or I don't remember exactly what she says. But she's basically like, no, I don't need that. Yeah. So we go to the district. And Aaron has basically volunteered. No, she volunteered Jay that he's going with her. This is so cute, though. <laughs> FYI, you're not just my fiance. You're my fiance. that got in early at Facebook, like way early. You're worth at least 10 million.
1: Well, how about I get a perm and I wear a hoodie
0: and you can just tell everybody I'm Mark Zuckerberg. Huh.
1: The reason I don't wear a ring. Why can't to be a cop? What does your suit look like? Like a suit. It has to look high end.
0: I have nice suits.
1: I mean, this is classic Linstead.
0: Linstead.
1: This is baby Linstead in its purest form.
0: I will say though it is kind of interesting that like obviously we talk we all know kind of how Linstead ended and that it did not end that great but like it is great though that we recognize that like when Linstead was good they were so good and like oh, the they were
1: so good
0: like the first three seasons of Linstead is just like, wow mm.
1: ah. oh yeah just absolutely it's perfection. season four we
0: don't want to talk about but no, like seasons one through three but
1: oh yeah so good. oh yeah yeah um including the way this ends
0: yes yes so at one point basically they had well they even have a scene where she's like you own a suit right and well that's in this scene and like at one point they're even talking about it in the like car while they're waiting for the something to happen with the case and she's like we need to come up with our backstory like how did we meet you know like it's just really funny it's basically like what they talk about while they're like sitting in their car so then they show up at the reunion And Aaron, like, has a moment of clarity, like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why do I care? I don't care. And we're done. So they go for drinks instead, and we get one of the most iconic scenes of all time.
1: We can't. Come on, let's get you home.
0: Maybe
1: one day. Oh, definitely. It's so good. It, this scene kills me. Like, it kills yeah, me. Yeah, it's
0: like from the little, from like the elaboration that Aaron gives him on like the backstory. So there's like deep, vulnerable shit going on. And then you've got like the heart eyes and like the handhold and the maybe one day. Oh, definitely. It's just. Ugh. It's so hot. I will never not get chills even when I think about like maybe one day. Oh, definitely. Oh like, my god! I get, like uh, just hearing it, I'm chills. just like, oh,
1: chills. Like, oh, it's so good. It's, it's so, so good.
0: good. It's
1: so good. That's I. I get the same. I still get the like. I still get a buzz off of that scene, like the way I did when it yeah. aired. I still get that buzz to this day. And when he's like, oh, definitely. I'm like, oh, like yes, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. They were they were so good in the early days yeah and like that's that's game for her to be like maybe one day and him be like oh definitely like super confident he's got game
0: he does because even when you go back to like pre-pd when he's like flirting with gabby yeah so good so good where did that go it's long gone I mean, granted, it was a very different relationship, but, like, obviously, like, that was not, and the show was just different, so we wouldn't have gotten it, but, like, it did not exist with Upstead. No. But I, well, I mean, that, you can't compare those two relationships. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, but even, I mean, you can't compare it because the show was so different, too, like, the show yeah. didn't have that tone anymore, so, like, yeah, no, I know that, it was just, like, Yeah
1: and And Jay wasn't as he wasn't as young and like wasn't like, no,
0: I no, I know. yeah, it's just like it is kind of it's like, oh, the early days of Jay so young and innocent and hot <laughs> so, hot.
1: so hot. yeah. um, also Jay in that suit with the the black on black, I know so good. it's so good, all of it. just it's a good episode it's a really yeah. good
0: episode well so it ends on like a little bit of a cliffhanger because so Erin's back in her apartment and she there's a knock on her door and she totally thinks it's Jay but it's not Jay it's Justin and she's like Justin what's wrong and he's like I didn't mean to do it I didn't mean to do it I swear and he's got blood on his hands
1: Justin void things. yep yep
0: and yep yeah
1: that's the episode
0: SPD. it's
1: a solid solid set of episodes this one yeah yeah any other notes on any of the other episodes
0: no really good
1: yeah like (laughs) i'm just kind of like that that's all she wrote like that's about it so cool yeah that's about all we've got for today um you guys know where to find us facebook instagram twitter tumblr tiktok i think that's all of them right um Meet us at Molly's right across the board. Email us anytime about anything. Seriously, guys, like there's nothing else going on. So please email us because like we miss you and we miss the shows and we miss like coming together every week to tweet them and just we miss all of it.
0: Yeah. And I feel like I I know we didn't talk a lot about it, but I feel like it's obviously been like a really rough time in the world. And if you guys ever want to talk to us about things, you know, our inboxes are open, both podcast wise, personally um we're here so
1: yes yes please our inbox is a safe space we are safe yes. we are safe
0: so yeah
1: yep. Yeah. uh if you like the show which we really hope you do you could leave us a rating and review on i almost wait pod, apple podcast i was like podbean no that's not it but you could leave us a review there <laughs> um yeah you could do that uh follow us individually on twitter i am at watches tv brina i am at brina k13 normal schedule for the next like at least two weeks before I go back to Europe and then I I'm keep like
0: getting you're going back to Europe I know dude
1: and then I'm gonna sleep for like the rest of the year
0: yeah no.
1: yeah so yeah we'll be back next week with 107 and yeah like Brenda said in the meantime you guys it's a scary time so if you need to talk about anything please reach out to us please we're around in the meantime uh, everybody have a great weekend and we will see you next week bye